Okay, if you have your Bible with you, let's open our Bible in the book of Mark. Why we've had so many stories of people's lives changed. It's amazing. And we're going to read from Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. The man with the withered hand. And Jesus entered into a synagogue again, and a man was there who had a withered hand. In another part of the Bible, it says it was his right hand. And they watched Jesus closely whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day in order that they might accuse him. And he said to the man with the withered hand, Step forward. And then he asked the religious leaders, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or do evil? Save life or kill, but they were silent. And uh, he looked around at them with anger, being grieved at the hardness of their heart. And he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out. And his hand was restored as whole as the other. And immediately the Pharisees went out and plotted with the Herodians against Jesus how they might destroy him. This is a story of a powerful encounter a man had with Jesus Christ. It's also the only time that you hear in the Bible, Jesus got angry. So it's good to look into the story, see what we can learn. What makes God angry? So it's not what you think. It's usually something else. So in the story, there's a man who has a problem in his life. And this man is a believer, he's in a church. The Bible says Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. In other words, God wanted to restore to us spiritual life and vitality. God designed us for relationship. designed us to be connected to Him. So His life would flow through us. So God who is a spirit, desired His spirit would be united with our spirit. And His life would flow through us. His nature flow through us. Love and joy and peace. That His life and creativity would flow through us. So Jesus said, I've come that you might have life. And have it much more abundantly. When man sinned, the life of God ceased within him. There was a breach in his relationship with God. Spiritually, he's just connected. And so instead of being able to live with a flow of life from his spirit, man had to live out of his soul and body. Sin and sickness entered the earth. Jesus was speaking in one of the feasts, and he said, out of your innermost being will flow rivers 
of living water. And he was speaking about the Holy Spirit who'd be given to people. So God's desire is to put His Spirit in you, and the church is the group of people God has raised up to empower believers to get us filled with the Holy Spirit and mobilized to serve God. So Jesus came into the synagogue. There's all these people there worshipping. And there is one man that Jesus notices. And this man has a withered hand. Something has gone wrong. Possibly he had a brain aneurysm. Because often that leads to a part of the body drying up. So the problem may have started in his mind, his brain. But it manifested in his hand was withered. That word means literally to lose life, to dry up. It means to shrivel up. Have you ever had a piece of fruit? And it slipped under the cupboard or under the bed. And then a long time later, you find it. Oh, no. Look at that. All the juice, all the life is gone. All dried up and withered. It's just horrible. It, it looks so different when all the life is taken out of it. We use the term withered. Withered. <laughs> no life. It's all dried up. And so this man, his hand had withered. And often is the case when a man's hand withers up. It begins to withdraw and turn inward. So when you find someone like this, often the hand is dried and turned in, and, and, and it turns right in. The man tried to hide it. No one wants to walk around like this. That's awful. If someone's got a problem like that, there are a number of problems that come with it. The first is incredible shame. You know, so there's a shame and a tendency to conceal what is with it. Whatever we're ashamed of, we have no power with. Whatever we have no power with, we feel ashamed of. When Adam and Eve sinned, and they were ashamed, they covered over and they hid. So any area of our life, which has become withered, where something has gone wrong, we withdraw and hide it. This is true of people everywhere. When things have gone wrong in our life, when something has not working right, we tend to cover it and hide it. We tend to conceal it. The last thing you'd want is someone to point it out to you. So this man had a withered hand. 
And、uh, notice, first of all, he's got a physical condition. 首先是身体上的问题 In the Bible, when the Bible speaks about the right hand, 圣经如果讲到右手 always in the Bible, these things are symbolic of something. 圣经这个都有隐含意义的 So the right hand in the Bible, 圣经的右手 was the hand of blessing. 是要祝福的手 The right hand was the hand of power. 右手是能力之手 The right hand is the hand you work with. 右手是你工作的手 So when it says his right hand was withered, 他讲到他右手 It means no blessing flowing around his life. 代表祝福临不到他生命 No power in his life. 能力不能进入生命 So the right hand being withered. 他的右手枯干 Is a picture for a person. 就象征这个人 His life is withered. 他的生命萎缩了 There's no life. There's no blessing. It's actually cursed. 没有祝福，没有生命，只剩咒诅了 Demonic spirits operating. 邪灵在运行 And that person can't work. 这人就不能工作 He can't produce in life what he could do. 在生命中不能够生产，不能做什么事 Is greatly limited. So when the man had the withered hand, is no blessing, no life, and he's unable to fulfill his potential. He has a limit on what he can accomplish with his life. His life is limited. When you think of the hand, you think of work. Imagine trying to work with only one hand. You think of work. Imagine trying to work with only one hand. How do you manage your computer? You think of work. Imagine trying to work with only one hand. It's very hard if you've got a withered hand. 如果你手枯干的话 ，it doesn't operate. 就没有办法动了。So his life was greatly restricted and limited. 这受到极大的拘束和限制。Because of the problem he had. 就因为他的问题。Not only that, the right hand in the Bible. 不光这样了，圣经的右手。Is often a picture of ministry. 也是象征服侍。The ministry to people. 服侍人。And so this picture of the withered hand is also a picture of people's ministry withered away. 代表他的服饰开始萎缩了。And so we see three different aspects. 看见三个不同层面。Firstly, a man with a physical problem. 第一，他有身体上的问题。He's in a condition that needs healing and restoration. 他的情况需要医治跟恢复。And in the story, we see the heart of God to heal him. 在这个故事，你看见上帝的心要医治他。Secondly, it's a picture of a life that's not blessed. 第二，你看见一个没有蒙福的生命。A life that is withered. 这生命枯干了。A life that is cursed. 是受咒诅的。It's a picture of a life that's covered in shame. 象征这个。His potential is limited. He has all his talents. No life and vibrancy. And drawn back inside. Somewhat ashamed of your condition. Jesus saw this man. And his heart went out to him. There are a number of things that can cause our life to become withered. There are many things that cause us to shrivel up. And draw back. Many things make us shrivel up and shrivel back. Disappointment can cause you to become withered. Disappointment can cause you to become withered. The Bible says, "By sorrow of heart, 
or sorrow dries the bones. Our heart is broken. There is a withering in our life. No joy, no vibrancy. We tend to draw back. So there are many people from broken homes. Their soul is withered. They don't carry the life and joy. problems in their life. So grief can wither our soul. Unforgiveness and bitterness can wither your soul. You can become withered and drawn back because you're angry at what someone has done. Angry at some bad treatment. Treatment by a father. Treatment by a mother. Treatment by some other person. When people are angry and hurt, and hold unforgiveness and bitterness. Causes the heart to wither. When people begin to hate someone. Begin to harbor resentment and hatred. the soul. We're not made to carry these things in our heart. Our life becomes withered. You don't see it at the beginning because it's concealed. But over a period of time, the effect of bitterness unforgiveness, hatred, it affects the person, causes them to draw back. Another thing that withers the soul is fear. Fear causes people to draw back when we become afraid, when fear grips our life. We draw back from facing things. We close up on the inside like the man with a withered hand. Back within ourselves. Remember, we saw the story of Elijah when he came under pressure and became afraid. And shriveled up and drew back and hid in the cave. And many people do that when intimidating circumstances come. If we don't respond with boldness and faith, we become intimidated and draw back. And our ministry becomes withered. In 2 Timothy 1 6, Paul wrote to Timothy. Timothy's ministry had become withered. He had a powerful gift in his life. He had a powerful gift of the Spirit that could change lives, that could bring the life of God. But it was dormant, it was withered. It was not operating because of fear. He was intimidated by older people. And fear gripped his heart. Instead of rising boldly, he began to play it safe. He looked the same, but inside his ministry was withering. It was drawing back because of fear. Fear and intimidation will cause you to draw back from bold action, boldly following the Lord, boldly serving the Lord. Disappointment can cause you to wither. Disappointment can cause you to draw back. And listen, this is one of the things I know. Once you start drawing back, you feel ashamed of your condition. You know you're not doing your best. You know that you're defeated. Maybe the sexual sin. Something's going on in your life. You can't seem to break free of it. The condemnation of it causes you to lose authority. You begin to draw back in your ministry. There are so many different ways 
that our ministry can become withered. Or our life can become withered. I meet many withered people. Desperately needing the touch of God. People from broken homes. People who have been abused. People who have suffered in relationships. Their soul is shattered. And they have literally drawn back from life. Grieving and hurt and lonely. Sometimes suicidal. Sometimes depressed. And in this situation, in this particular meeting, Jesus saw the man. And he did something interesting. He identified the man. The last thing the man would have wanted is to be pointed out. Jesus said, Stand up! And the man stood up. Now everyone is looking at him. Tries to conceal his hand. Everyone can see him. The Bible says Jesus looked around. And he became very angry. Became stirred inside. Isn't it interesting? Jesus became angry. This is the thing that angered him. It says he was grieving inside. When we feel grief, it's because something has been robbed or taken away. We feel something has been lost. And you can feel grief over the loss of a person. Grief over the loss of an animal. Grief over the loss of a job. But Jesus grieved over something else. He grieved that the church of the living God lost its love for people. It lost its desire to see people whole. Surrounded by people in need. They had become legalistic, judgmental, burdened with laws. And instead of the life of God flowing like a river, people were oppressed, laws to keep. Condemned at left, right, and center. Jesus was grieved because the religious system of the day was more concerned about judging and accusing than about loving and healing. The religious system did not represent God. It claimed to represent God. They said, We see. But they were blind. They were fixed in their opinions. They were of no help to people. God forbid that our life becomes useless for Him. That no longer any help. Because we become rigid, judgmental, finding fault in others, rather than seeing a person made in the image of God. The leaders were more interested in finding fault than in healing the brokenhearted, in healing those who were sick. They had lost their way. Yet they said, we know the way. When Jesus looked around, he saw the church. He saw the bondage that was there. He grieved. He was very angry at the religious leaders. He challenged them. Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? They wouldn't answer. The Sabbath was made for man. So he spoke to the man with the withered hand. You notice 
There were two things he asked, he told him to do. The first thing he told him to do, stand up, come out of your place of hiding, come out of your place of concealment, come out of the place of shame where you cover what's going on. Bring this problem right out into the open, where everyone can see it. Of course, he was ashamed. Of course, he wanted to hide it. Of course, he was embarrassed. But God was embarrassed about the condition of the religious leaders. Stand up. Stand up. Don't hide in the crowd. I'm sure he wasn't at the front row. He's probably somewhere at the back in a corner. Jesus said, I see you there with that withered hand. Stand up. Everyone. The man stands up. First step. Becoming right again with God. Recognize your condition. Stop hiding. Stop concealing it. Stand up. Make a decision, you'll respond to Jesus. Make a decision, you'll say yes when Jesus speaks to you. Stood up. And he brought him to the open this terrible, dreadful condition. He did what he could do. He stood up and overcame his fear of people. Then Jesus asked him to do something else. He gave a command. He said, stretch out your hand. Physically impossible to do. The man made the stretch of faith. He began to respond to what Jesus said. When you obey what Jesus says, you are demonstrating faith. True faith is always seen in obedience. And he began to stretch. And the most unusual sensation happened. His hand which had been withered. His hand which had been dried up. As he began to stretch, he felt life flowing into his hand. The dead hand began to come alive. The flesh started to be restored. And he stretched his hand out. It's live again. That which was dead alive. What was dead and shameful is alive. He's He's not hiding anymore. He's telling everyone. Power of God had set him free. If your life has become withered, God wants to heal you and put his life back into you. If your life or ministry has become withered, God wants to restore you. But it does require something. You notice in the story two things. Stand up. Stand up. Don't hide this condition any longer. Bring it to the light. Bring it to Jesus Christ. Secondly, it's always in the stretch that God moves. So often in the Bible, Jesus commanded people to do something. He told the blind man, wash in the, wa- wash in the pool. And he could see. 
He told the lepers, "Go walk back and show yourself to the priest." 叫那个大麻风的回去叫祭司看。They were healed. 当他走的时候就得医治了。Many times Jesus asked people to do something. 很多时候耶稣叫人做事。Blind man, look up. 跟那个瞎子说往上看。What do you see? 你看见什么 ？And he could see. 他就看见了。God always asks us to do something. 上帝每次都叫我们做点事。And I'm going to ask you to do something. 我也要你做一件事。I want you to close your eyes right now.